You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. I am really excited for this week's episode because we are actually interviewing our first female guest on the podcast. It's really exciting for me and uh, was just sitting around talking to Jerry and uh, thinking about that. And then uh, Ariel, you know, you had some stuff come up just recently and I was like, man, she is like awesome. I think you're absolutely awesome. Just how you live your life, the person that you are and what you do. And so when, you know, success without sacrifice for us is really good. And I was like, man, she is the epitome of kind of what we talk about in success without sacrifice. So uh, we are excited to have Ariel Lowen as our guest here today. And so I'll let her give a little bit of an introduction on herself. Her claim to fame right now is she just recently qualified for the CrossFit Games, but she is so much more than a CrossFit athlete. And so I'll let her introduce herself, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, herself, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. And I'm honored to be the first female. Hopefully I'll represent well, but my name is Ariel Lowen. (laughs) Thanks. I've been in the CrossFit world for like 10 years now, but it wasn't until I put my CrossFit dream aside. Have I really become like who I am? I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a woman of God. And right now I live in Midland, Texas. My full-time role is just a mom and a wife. So to be pursuing CrossFit and to be excelling in CrossFit winning the CrossFit games has just been a, or the Granite Games has just been a dream come true, especially since I've put all my CrossFit dreams to the side and now I'm just trying to make it as a mom. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I want to get really get into that, especially because you say you put your kind of your CrossFit dreams to the side and now it's like, boom, now you like qualified for the CrossFit Games. So we'll get into that. And kind of the first question that we ask uh, our guest is uh, on success without sacrifice here, right? Uh, what we mean by success without sacrifice isn't the fact that you're not going to have to sacrifice in order to be successful, but uh, you are, we do want you to be successful without sacrificing the things you love the most, right? And so whenever you hear success without sacrifice, what does that mean to you? Man, it means so many things. My personal that I look at, I like to live by, I call it the three F's. So there's faith, family, friends, and fitness. So for me to have success, I don't want to sacrifice the the importance of those layers and how faith has to come first. My family has to come second, my friends come third, and then fitness comes last. So to me, success is pursuing my hobby and being successful at it without sacrificing my faith, my family, and my friends. So really the success comes after as long as those four Fs, I call it, are in place. I don't have to sacrifice anything. I'm just living my life and being blessed in the process. Very nice. So when you kind of to break that down, when you are talking, especially when it comes to the friends and family part, Mm 
like when you're doing the the fitness how does how does that play itself out like is there a way that you're able to balance that or are you just surround yourself with friends that understand because you have to sacrifice those friendships at some point um, especially if you're competing at the level you're competing yeah well here's what's cool in i'd say 2014 till 2018 all of those were flipped around so it was fitness family maybe friends and then faith and it was interesting to see how i never excelled made it to the games and my identity would come crashing down because my identity was first fitness if i didn't make it to the games okay let me look at my family oh they're disappointed i didn't make it okay is my faith really strong so it was interesting to see how when those were messed up my whole identity kind of crashed Whereas now this year training for the Granite Games, my faith was number one. I was there to share the word. Number two, I only train two hours a day. So I'm not willing to sacrifice my fitness to not have family dinners, or I'm not going to sacrifice my fitness to not have breakfast with a friend. So it's easy for me to not have to sacrifice those important family and friendships because I'm not at the gym eight hours a day like you see most of these athletes are. So that transition this year has been really helpful for me. That's awesome. So you said like in the past, well, why don't we ask this? How did you yeah. get into CrossFit and uh, what was that kind of journey and how'd you get into it? And then I'd like to kind of transition to, cause you said your priorities kind of changed. And then, so let's kind of talk about like what kind of happened to make those priorities changed or what was the deal with that? So how did you actually get into CrossFit? What's your history with CrossFit? Cause you said you've tried before and then, yeah. yeah, kind of roll, kind of tell us that kind of journey. Yeah, I love telling my how I got into CrossFit story. I was a cheer coach here at Alpha Cheer and Dance in Midland, Texas. And my my boss was like, oh, you'd be so good at CrossFit. Come try it with me. So I drop it and try it. And then they give me a breakdown of how much it costs. And I was like, there is no way I can afford 200 plus bucks a month. So I actually went up to them and kind of put my pride aside and was like, what can you do to help me out? I'll help you if you help me. And they let me clean the gym, clean their sweat towels in exchange for a membership. So if they wouldn't have put aside their pride or money, I would have gotten into CrossFit, but probably just a lot later in life. So they were, they was over at CrossFit Midland. They taught me what a clean is, what a snatch is, how to butterfly pull up. They taught me all of the fundamental basics. And from there, I came every day, I learned, I excelled, and I made it to regionals. And then from regionals, it kind of started this fire in me of trying to make it to the games and competing more. I actually did a competition with Jacoby back in the day. And then from there, every year after that, from 2014, I'd say till 2018, my goal was always make it to the games. I'm excelling in this. People saw me as this CrossFit athlete. So I was like, okay, this is my identity. I'm a CrossFit athlete. If I can excel at this, I'll be making people proud. I'll be successful. I won't have to go to school. I can just be a professional athlete. So 2014 to 2018, I qualified what then was called regionals, which from regionals, they took the top five to the games. So my goal was always get in that top five and then I'll be successful. Then I'll be happy. I'll make everyone proud. Just like my identity was too wrapped up in it. And I would get close. I'd someday at times be in the top 10, top eight, top 15, but never did I excel 
to the level I did this past year when I won the Granite Games. So it really wasn't until 2018 was my last official regionals. I told my husband, I told my friends, I was like, don't let me do this again. The weekend was horrible. I didn't do well. So I overanalyzed everything. I was too much in my head. And when the weekend was over, I almost had an identity reality check. I'm like, I didn't make it to the games, but I should have. Who am I? What's my purpose if I'm not this CrossFit athlete? Because it's been like that for years. So it, it was interesting to look back on now. What started as such a blessing of this gym kind of sponsoring me and I'm helping them turned into me being shaped how I shouldn't have been shaped only because I put that pressure on myself because my fitness was first and guess what was last my faith. So I was just being shaped by something not beneficial. That's a uh, man. That's pretty powerful stuff there. Um, it's me. I, 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 I want a quick question because you picked CrossFit, which is, I mean, ultra competitive. I've, I've never done CrossFit, but I'm intrigued by that world. And so like I've mm-hmm. watched the games like on Netflix and there I've watched the regionals and stuff. And it's in, like, you guys are some of the crazier people on the planet, I think, but That's um, yeah. And so what, how did you compete before you got into CrossFit? Like what, cause that competitive spirit, I'm assuming just didn't show up. You've probably been a competitive person for a long time prior to CrossFit. So where did you feed that beast before? Yeah, before I was a gymnast from about four years old to 15. After gymnastics, I did cheer in high school, if you count that competitive. And then I ran track and did a little bit of powerlifting. So I've kind of always. Did you air quote quote the competitive thing for cheer? I I did. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a controversial topic we can talk about later. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so you've always found a place, so you've had a competitive spirit and you've always kind of found a place for that. So, right. Yeah. Right. That, that question was for me. I was just curious on that. Oh yeah. No, you're good. So awesome. when I get I'm us good. off topic, Jacoby will get us back on right here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some, uh, I've got some, uh, some, uh, self-serving questions as well. So I'm, uh, I'll, okay. I'll bring them up here in just a bit. But the thing that I pulled from that little bit of the story is, which I think says a lot about you as you said, you know, you put your pride aside, you clean the gym in order for you to uh, be able to, you know, get your, your membership at the gym, which is, we talked to a lot of, we've interviewed quite a few people and that's a quality that I, that I see for people that are successful, but not sacrificing the things that they love the most, right? Is they're willing to put their pride aside. They're willing to maybe what some people might say, look foolish, but it just shows your humility in who you are. And I think that's, that's like a really good quality to have. And so um, that's like one thing that, yeah, that's one thing that I just, I really wanted to point out. And then the other thing that kind of catches my, my, my brain as you were talking is, you know, you said after 2018, sounds like you had like an reevaluation process kind of, you're like, what is my purpose? You know, what am I doing? So Walk us through that. Like you, so you're, you're making yeah. that transition. You set, you know, you're like, okay, what is my purpose? And actually I'm going to, I'm going to walk back. So I'm reading yeah, this book. Ahead. It's called, so I have, I have a daughter now, right? Oh, strong father, another, strong daughter. Yes. The book? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just got that book and that book is wrecking my world right now because I don't, I don't know how a girl thinks. I don't know how a woman thinks, you know? And so when you say like, you know, I'm going to win the CrossFit games and people are going to be proud of me. 
that seems like a um a really ingrained thing uh for women is like they want to please people and not in a bad way you know it's like they they just they want people to uh enjoy being around them and there seems like there's right. a lot of pressure for females in general like for that and so that's partially that's intriguing to me because I don't I have that pressure but it's a little different you know and so I just wonder about that you know you said you were in gymnastics growing up and you know the pressures of you know just girls in gymnastics and all those things and like even like your weight and your size and you know how all that stuff kind of plays into it so I'm uh, just interested to hear when you say like you know your per your purpose changed yeah just kind of walk through that what were you thinking or how did that happen or what you know what activities happened for you well first I'm an Enneagram three so I feel like I get my worth from achievements which I've been trying to dissect okay I can't I can't evaluate my worth so that's a different battle I'm dealing with now which you relate to your daughters like wanting to be successful but what happened in 2018 I had just finished my master's degree. So I was about to step into working full time. I had me and Dylan were, my husband was, were in this transition period of, okay, we're dating. I just graduated in Abilene. He lives in Midland. Are we going to move here together? Are we going to move there together? Are we going to get engaged? And then come to find out at regionals, I find out I'm pregnant. And so I had this huge identity crisis of, okay, I didn't make it to the games. I don't have a full-time job. I'm not married. I'm pregnant. And I just, for the whole month of June, didn't read my Bible, didn't do my devotional because I just had such a shame of God says I can do better. I didn't listen to his commandments. I'm not worthy. Who am I? And I just remember being in this such of a negative mindset of shame and guilt. And wouldn't you know it, I'm still going to CrossFit at this time. And in CrossFit Abilene, this lady is visiting from Hawaii. She's there one week. She meets me. She talks to me the day before she leaves. She pulls me aside and says, God showed me a dream about you. And I'm like, okay, right now me and God aren't friends, but you can tell me (laughs) (laughs) what he said. And she says, God, and she's holding her hands over her stomach. I don't know if you could see it. And she's like, God is holding this precious Ruby and her hands were over her stomach. And she's like, this Ruby is red because it covers all shame. His blood is sufficient to cover all guilt and in that moment, she prayed for me. I got chills. And ever since then, I've known I got pregnant for a reason. Like God is in control and his blood is sufficient to cover all the shame I was feeling, all the guilt. So since that moment, when I thought my world was falling apart, like God heard me, he saw me. And I, my identity has been never stronger. And I feel like I'm such more purposeful now just because that I say random, but she was there for a purpose and she shared what was on her heart with me. And wow, did it change everything? Did she know you were pregnant? No, that no was, idea. <laughs> Isn't that, that crazy? Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of, so, that, so that's kind of a perspective shift or a shift in your life where you, yeah, that's man, that's awesome. right. And so in that moment, I decided like, God is in control of my future. I'm done competing. It's time for me to focus on mine and Dylan's relationship, my daughter's relationship, and just grow our family from there. Wow. Awesome. Yep. Great. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. I never heard that. I hadn't heard that story yet. So there's a, that's a good one. Oh, it it still gives me chills just thinking about it. That is powerful. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. So the other thing I see, so that like, that's, that's really awesome. 
I've, I've had like uh, the opportunity to talk with, with Dylan a little bit. And so the other thing oh, yeah. that I think is, is really cool is, is kind of how he, he talks about you, you oh, know? And so um, it just, uh, he talks how you're like inspiring to him. And so I, I just think that's really awesome. Cause it seems like y'all have a really good marriage or y'all are building on y'all's marriage, making it really building. Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of what you're, what you're, you know, moving towards being, I call that success, you know? And so, right. And then the other thing seems like your daughter, I think it's always interesting how our kids can like help change our, our purpose and things in our life. And so it seems as though that, that had a lot to do with that. Tell us a little bit about being a mom, being a full-time mom. Like I think being a full-time mom is, is an awesome job. I call it a job because it takes care of our kids and (laughs) her job's harder than mine for sure. So I've got to give her credit. She's got four. I've got one. (laughs) But I think the hardest part is Dylan does own a business full time. So he's not working eight to five. He's working seven till it's dark outside, which right now is nine o'clock. So I think part of being a full time mom, which and being Dylan being a business owner is I feed her, I bathe her. Okay, I feed her lunch, I feed her dinner. Then by the time Dylan gets home, he gets all the fun stuff and then it's right to bed. So it's not just oh, I'm at home relaxing all day, which I'm sure your wife knows it's, I'm doing everything in my air quotes, everything, cleaning the house, make sure it's in order, make sure she's fed. I still get time to myself and then we have family time. So it's been an adjustment being a mom, but wow, has it been a good perspective on how selfish my life was before. Like I got to do whatever Ariel wanted. And if I wanted to do this, let's go do it. I want to do this. Now I have to think of someone else and put my pride aside and help her because I want her to grow and I don't want it to just be doing whatever I want the rest of my life. What's your daughter's name? Blakely. And how old is she? She's two and some change. Okay. It's it's so funny because we had, uh, obviously we had Ariel on our TV (laughs) (laughs) and when she's competing and uh, it, it was actually Braden. And they don't know what we're going to put on. So we just put on it because it was on YouTube and then we put it, we streamed it on the TV. And then, right. uh, obviously to us, we're like, oh, there's Ariel. But to them, they're like, oh, look, it's Blakely's mom. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just think that's hilarious because like the perspective from it. they look at it, it's like, that's Blakely, you're, you're Blakely's mom to them. It's I know. Like, <laughs> well, that's even what I loved about the Granite Games when I was there is after I'd finished an event, I'd be waving to the cameras. But I'm like at home, I'm like, okay, Blakely, you better be watching because I'm waving to you. (laughs) So it was neat to just have the perspective of like, I'm not here to be like, look at me. I'm here to be like, hey, Blakely, look, your mom can still do things and come home and love you and nurture you at the same time. She might not know it, but maybe in a few years. (laughs) Here you guys talk about these daughters. And the other day, Jacoby brought up that book, Strong Daughters. And I'm like, that has never been in my world. So I have a 26 a 21 and a 14 year old boy are all boys so oh how fun and, it's your boy dad yeah you've got it you need a different book than strong sons <laughs> yeah if they have that yeah, they, they, there's there's a few of them so my next question is you said uh you talked about your being a full-time mom i think the mm-hmm. other cool thing is you or that i point out from our other conversations with our successful guest is you have your priorities in line, right? You know what they are. Right. You have, you actually named them out the four F's, right? And so right. 
actually, I'll ask you that. Where did you get the four S from? Did you come up with that? Do you have a coach? Is there, you have a mentor or somebody that, that brought that up to you or how did you come up with your four F's? That's so funny. <clears throat> I'll go for longer runs. That's what I've kind of been doing. And it kind of came to me while I was running one day and I really just self-reflected on like, if somebody were to ask me, what's my most important things in life, how would I order them? And of course, fitness came around and I was like, okay, how can I make this a wordplay of family fitness? And so I just kind of figured it out while I was mentally trying to distract myself from the run. <laughs> and it's kind of stuck with me. I don't, this is honestly the first time I've shared it with people. So I might have to do something about that. <laughs> You're going to have to build your <laughs> like story the, around that. That's right. That's yeah, it sounded like you've shared it multiple times. So yeah, I'm like, oh, no, man, no. leave that, leave that part out. <laughs> I'm like, literally, like, dang, she's got it together. <laughs> no, this all happens while I'm running, so yep. nothing comes out or makes sense. So I'm glad it makes sense yep. coming out. It's really good. How do you balance your, um, or not even balance? I, I don't like to say balance a lot of times because I don't really believe in balance. But you, you talked about uh, taking care of your daughter having time mm -hmm. for yourself and then also family time. Can you just yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Where does that come from? How do you make that a priority? Man, I think we just grew up with it. My family, we'd always go on like family walks. So we'd make time to all be together. We'd always have family dinners. So I think the main thing for me is like my husband takes care of the business throughout the day. I do what I need to throughout the day, but we always eat dinner at the table together in the evening. So throughout the day, it might not be a huge priority, but the making a dinner, eating around the table, I would say is the one way I keep it purposeful. And that's one thing I pride myself on is I love to cook. So Monday through Saturday, I'm cooking, we're eating at the table. Sunday is the Lord's day. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> but that's nice. helped a lot. I do. Inside of that, you know, some of you just talk about like your you know, how you're managing everything. The one thing that you surprised me with was that you train two hours a day. Because mm -hmm. when I hear these stories of these athletes, you know, you're on the, that's on the lower end of it is. The, the amount of time. I, I would assume uh, that's caused you to be pretty spot on with your focus when you are training. Um, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Purposeful. I'm in there for two hours, but I can get a lot done mm -hmm. in two hours. And, and in that, I want you to maybe share like how you've wrestled with the fact that it's two hours and I'm okay with the outcome based on that's what I'm putting in. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because going into the Granite Games, mentally that was my crutch was, okay, if I don't do well, it's because I only trained two hours. So it was like the, almost like um, a negative thought from the devil, like, okay, if you don't do well, here's my excuse. I'm a mom. I'm part-time. I take care of the house only trained two hours and man did God bless it because day three when I won back to back if you look at my training you should say okay this girl doesn't train enough day three she's going to be exhausted she's going to die whereas day three was the Lord working and I was excelling and I had energy and I was smiling so what I thought was a crutch the Lord kind of used is like you're good enough regardless of how many hours you train and you don't need to be in the gym 20 hours a day for me to show that to you. So that was very encouraging for me, which I had just learned that like I am enough and training two hours is enough from that little weekend. And I'm not willing, kind of like to Kobe said with balance, I'm not willing to give up time with my daughter and make her sit in the gym for five hours and watch me lift weights. <laughs> like how rude would that be? 
That's awesome. So I have a question. You don't work. Did you used to work out more like prior to what you do now? So like you say, you maybe work out two hours. Where Were you doing more previously? I was. I'd say 2015 through about 16. I would. I worked out with one of the Granite Games athletes for Gamboa. So we would train in the morning and then come back and train running and weights in the evening. So that's why when I had that identity crisis, if I look at my works, it was like, I'm training enough. I'm with the right people. I'm, I'm putting all this into it. Like, why am I not making it to the next level? And that's when, what helped um, fuel my identity crisis, I'd say. Whereas now I went into 2019 saying like, this is yours, God. Let me have fun. Let me still be a wife, a mother, a child of God and glorify you in the process. Yeah. And so kind of my question, wonder, it's just a wonder for me. Do you feel stronger now than in the past? Do you feel like you have more endurance now than in the past, even though you work out less? Oh, I thank God for it every day. I've never felt more strong. Like I PR once a month. I've never felt like I can move faster, move better. And if you look at the statistics, like I'm a mom, I shouldn't be this strong. Uh, I only trade two hours. I shouldn't be as strong. I was 18 then now I'm 27. So it's just amazing how I've never felt more strong. And I even feel amazing, like no back injuries, no knee injuries, nothing hurts. That's why I still like every day. I'm like, thank you, God. I don't know what you're doing in me, what through me, but help me to glorify you whenever it's time. Cause it's, I just can't believe it. <laughs> so that was one of the, to kind of go down that road, the uh, like your relationship with God and Christ through this. One, the one story that Joe Kobe originally told me was, "Oh, this is who I want to interview." She just made it yeah. to the games, and the coolest thing was like when she made it to like the regionals when she won. Like she wanted to share a verse, mm-hmm. and that and then God gave you the opportunity to share it. So if you kind of talk through that, where you made that mind shift change to where it wasn't about you and the games where it was about your, your four F's faith being at the top. Um, So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Another favorite story I'm about to tell, which only handful handful of people know it. January 1st, we did a thing called mops, 48 mops. So 48 minutes of prayer, me, my brother-in-law and a few family members have a Bible study we do. So for 48 minutes, we just open the Bible, listen to God and see what he wants to tell us our word for the year. So I went into it thinking my word was purpose. Like I'm going to have a purpose when I talk to Blakely. And after about 10 minutes, God literally gave me nothing. So I just remember opening up my heart and being like, whatever you want to tell me, God, I'm listening. And so while I'm doing this, he gives me the word seek. And so he leads me to Matthew six, where it's like, seek and you'll, you'll find he who seeks finds. So he led me to all these verses that said seek. And I interpreted as reading the Bible. And if I'm going to seek, I remember writing down seek with a question mark. Like, what am I seeking? What do I want to find? And he led me to those who seek find fulfillment. And at this time I was battling an eating disorder called binge eating. So I would be completely too restrictive. And then on Saturdays I'd eat everything in the cabinet and I just couldn't find a balance of like how to eat well. So he led me to a verse in Psalm 63, five that said, seek and you'll be fulfilled greater than your richest feasts. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I seek him, he'll help cure me, cure me greater than my richest feasts. Right now I love food. I can't even imagine this. And wouldn't you know it, 
since January 1st, read my Bible every day. I seeked, I was listening, I was faithful. And I thought he was going to be leading me through an eating disorder when through seeking him, my relationship with him grew so strong to where he helped me qualify for Granite Games. And then from Granite Games, unbeknownst that this could ever happen, I win the Granite Games. Through seeking him, he fulfilled me more than my wildest dreams. And I still can't believe what I thought was something as little as food. He was going to flip around to be going to the games and glorifying his kingdom. So that's my testimony. And I know he put me up here for a reason. So I can't wait to see where he takes me next on that. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's why I'm like powerful. so excited. Yeah, so excited <laughs> about your about your journey. It's like, it's so genuine and it's so like, I call it broken. Like I think of it as mm-hmm. being broken. You have to be broken to be built back up. And so it not, I, right. I mean, I don't know how deep you were in like the diet thing and your identity and all that stuff, but just to seeing like your strength is like really awesome. So one other thing I want to talk about that I think is, is cool is like, you, you kind of mentioned it there. You're like, I, I've, I got up and I've read my Bible every day. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I see in you is I see like leadership, you know, and it's a Thank special you. kind of leadership, I think from like, you know, whatever I want to say, but it's like a, um, you know, it's not in a leadership in a way. And like, so I also say this because when I talk to Dylan, the way he talks about you, it's like, it's, it's very precious is what I see is kind of my best way to describe it. And, but I also see like leadership in how you do things, but it's not leadership in a way where you're like commanding, like you do this or you do that or whatever else. It's like a gentle, just, that's all I can really say about it. It's just a gentle leadership in like who you are and what you're doing. It's, it makes me think of the quote, like what you do speaks so loudly or like what you do speaks so loudly. I can't hear what you're saying or something like that. And so you probably, I don't know if you think of yourself as a, as a leader or leadership or that thing. So just so you know, like, that's what I see when I look at you. But when I say that, can you describe, can you talk about that a little bit? Like at least, (laughs) cause I know you probably don't think of it as leadership. So, but can you talk about, you know, that maybe that little concept a little bit? I don't see that. So thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. I see it as like God has told me who I am and that I'm here for a purpose. So I really feel like this year I've been following who he says I am. Mm -hmm. And so it's neat to see how it, it draws in like-minded people. Like I love the church we go to and it draws in people who want to follow that same path. So I I don't have it all figured out, but I appreciate (laughs) that compliment. Awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a little further along in life and uh, I don't think the goal for you should be to have it figured out because you, you will get frustrated. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's just so funny too. Cause you talk about success and um, Dylan brought this up this morning. It's like, how do we really see success? Is it your car? Is it your job? Is it this? And like from an outside perspective, Dylan and I do not look successful. We live with his dad right now. I've got hail damage all over my car and it's amazing how what the world views as success this year. I've never felt more successful and who God says I can be through success and how he can use me to reach other people. So it's just interesting bringing that up at breakfast to Kobe with him is how God has been twisting my perspective on success before I even knew he was doing it. So it's been really cool. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I think you get a phenomenal story. And as you're piecing <laughs> it together, it is, it is, it's nice. Uh, I would like to move along a little bit and get into like, you always, you talk about Dylan owns the business, which means you guys own yeah. the business. Um, right. As you know, Jacoby and I both run our real estate companies and our wives are, they're not there, but they're there, you know? And so oh, one, yeah. what is, what do you guys own? Like, what is the business that you guys are in? Yeah, he does garage doors full time. Okay. And then he's actually just getting into building houses. So he's built four houses. Oh, so that's nice. why I got my real estate license. He kind of nudged to be yep. his 10 year goal is to build houses full time. He needs a realtor to sell them. Yep. So I got the license just to kind of keep in my back pocket for when it's time. Maybe the Lord will use it. Maybe not, but I've got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, that'd be good. That's there. You're like, yeah. you're, li- you're like a little, you're like a little valuable. <laughs> He's like, Cause we were having this conversation uh, just we were having the conversation before we started recording so everybody can hear it uh jerry uh is like hey man you didn't say she was a realtor and i'm like she's not and then yeah. jerry shoots me a screenshot of ariel's uh instagram so it's like mba real estate agent full-time mom right and i'm like okay well i guess i need to ask a question so uh <laughs> i asked the question and so i'm talking to dylan and he's like yeah she got her license and uh he was saying like, you got a lot of accolades, like you've done a lot of things. And then he's like, I don't know when she's going to get her, you know, her, I don't yep. know if you already have one sale or your next sale. And I was like, I well, don't have so, any. I was like, she'll get her next sale whenever you build your next house, man. Like, yep. That's right. She's That's already right. got, she's already got her, uh, she's already got her client <laughs> lined out, which is like the best business strategy to have. Exactly. Awesome. Right. I say that, but real estate is so complex. I give you guys props for doing it with all the paperwork and the legality of it. It's overwhelming. So I'm at the same time, I'm like, take your time building that house. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, I think like, man, I think we couldn't have picked a better person for our first, I didn't say first female so interview. Sweet. I don't like making big light of that, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. And then your story is just absolutely amazing. So thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for, for listening. Coming on. And then uh, is there anything that we maybe missed or that um, you want to tell people about that you maybe didn't ask or anything? Yeah, I'll I'll end with a goofy story. I love telling the story. So it happened at the Granite Games. So you can imagine all these athletes are in one room. We have athlete check-in before the event even starts. Everybody arrives. You give them your name. You know who these people are because you've seen them on the leaderboards. You're sizing them up. Oh, she got first place. She's got third. She got fifth. We're all standing in line and these athletes don't eat sugar. They are very focused. They just look like they're ready to beat someone up. So here me and Dylan are. Dylan's got pockets full of jelly beans. He goes to grab his jelly beans and eat them and they spill all over the floor. So there we are with these athletes and he's all like bending over like, excuse me, I dropped my jelly beans. And so it just started the weekend off on such a lighthearted, lighthearted mood. And man, it was so funny. <laughs> I can relate to that for sure. Because yeah, if the grant, so just a little perspective, like I started CrossFit because you, you're how old right now? 27. You're 27. I'm 37. And Jerry is 51. 51. We got a good Congrats. spread here. Yeah. But yeah, so I started CrossFit 
probably like when it first like got really got going back when they had like one website and they put the all the workouts on one website or whatever and so i've kind of competed and seen like the progression but like now crossfit is like serious so when you say like everybody's oh, in the bullpen or the holding area like people are they're not approaching it how you're approaching it they're working right. out year round because you can create a great life for yourself in doing this. So, you know, for you to say people are focused, like that is the epitome of what it is. Like, it's like people are not messing around. And if you uh, get in their way, they're not going to be excited about it for one. So just to hear you guys are dropping jelly beans and eating <laughs> jelly beans in the holding area is hilarious. He, he was eating jelly beans. Don't okay, let me he was me. eating I jelly beans. <laughs> I, there's like a lot of parts to that story. Like, all right, he dropped the jelly beans, but to whole start the whole story, he's got jelly beans in his pocket. In his pocket, yeah. <laughs> like not in a wrapper, just some jelly beans in his pocket. In his pocket, yeah. So that that's how we started our weekend, which was to me the perfect way to start it. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, where can uh, people find you? I see you got a pretty decent Instagram following. Um, yeah, isn't that awesome? And, so they yeah. can just follow me on Instagram, okay. Ariel Arm, just like A R M, Ariel Arm. Okay, and then we'll link that as well. And then uh, the exciting things is you you won the Granite Games, uh, which is I don't know a lot about it, but the way you two are referring to it, that's a big deal. So, um, and but I know to qualify for the games is is a big deal. So when when are the games? When do you compete? And uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know too much yet, so I'll tell okay. you what I know. I know I compete the last weekend of August, first week of July. I want to oh. say it's or last weekend of July, first week of August. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. July 26th, that weekend, and that's all I know. They haven't told me anything else, so I'll be sure to post it and keep you guys in the loop. Okay, and then how yeah. many athletes, do you know how many athletes compete at the games? There's 50. There's, so there's 20 oh, from, Ameri- from the North that's, America. That's crazy. And then the rest come from Australia, England, all over the place. It's okay. pretty crazy. So first night. So um, all the CrossFit athletes at, all around the country, uh, you're one of 20. One of in North 12, America. In, the Ameri- in North America. In, in North America. Right, America. Which is amazing. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not, it, it is absolutely it. crazy. So I let, I just want to give some perspective yeah. to this because so I've had the <laughs> opportunity to play in the NFL. I've done CrossFit regionals. I never made it to the games. It is very, you know that? very hard to make it to the CrossFit games. Actually, I, I, me and Ariel, we competed at a competition one time and uh, we actually were partnered up in the event. She probably, I don't know if she's going to remember this. Do you have a, you need to grab a picture and put this on the yeah we should, yeah I'll have to look, yeah I'll have to look for that it. for sure. But we're like doing this event right, and so Ariel's like blowing through this thing, and I'm like trying to keep up with Ariel. So I'm like I don't even remember what we did. I think we did like a rope climb, and then yeah. like push ups and some pull ups, and then we had to do these things. They're called pistols, right? And That's a pistol right. is a one legged squat. Well, I'm like a 220 pound, <laughs> you know, football player like keep muscled up it's like okay man we need you to do a single leg squat and so like we're doing these boom i'm feeling pretty good we're like knocking them out and you have to do them at the same time so like we're like boom 
boom. And then we like get to one and I like fall down. And then Ariel, like, she like puts her hand out to like help me up. And like my pride, like I was like, in my head, I was like, do not put your hand out to help me up on this situation. Do it. <laughs> oh, so she's like, so yeah, funny. she's like I an amazing it. athlete. But yeah, so it is super hard to make it to the CrossFit Games. It is absolutely um, a super great accomplishment. So, yeah, thank you so much. I think this was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll put all the info for the games and uh, what's coming up in the show notes and all that for folks. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be looking out for what all the events and everything are going to be because it'll be exciting. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. No, thank you. It was great. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.